You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So this morning um, we're going to start uh, a four-part series on prayer. And uh, I know maybe some of you are thinking, oh, really? Really? Prayer? Come on. But uh, it's Tyler's idea. So if you're, if you're not keen on it, you have to take it up with him next Sunday. He'll be back. Is that cool? So we're going to start a four-part series on prayer. And the first area of prayer that we're going to look at is persistence in prayer. Persistence in prayer. And I'm not sure if many of you follow... Um, different people on Twitter, but one person I follow on Twitter, his name is Bill Johnson. He's a, a lead pastor at a, quite a large church in California. And he quoted, he said this, persistence in prayer doesn't change God. It shapes us for the answer. So persistence in prayer doesn't change God. It shapes us for the answer. And that might may come up on the slide. So if you're wanting to take notes, you can do that. I, you know, I, I certainly appreciate this thought as it immediately puts into perspective that prayer is less about getting an answer, right? And more about what God desires to do in and through our lives, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I, like, I love experiencing and hearing answers to prayer, right? I love that. that. That's a pretty sweet deal. When when you hear of, a, of, of God doing something in somebody's life and they've been, they've just believe, been believing for something for a long period of time and it happens. I mean, that is, that is so incredibly beautiful. But when results don't seem to be coming, do we simply, do we quit or do we continue to persist, persist, right? That's what we're talking about this morning. So, we're going to look at Matthew 7, 7 to 11, and I'll be reading out of the NIV, but again, it'll be up on the board uh, behind us. So Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If then, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So, if you read this for the first time with no prior experience of God and praying, you could conclude that this seems pretty simple, right? Pretty simple. However, like, because I've read this a number of times and I've ex- maybe uh, journeyed with the Lord for a, for, a, for a time, as many of you have, right? I've concluded that um, it may be simple, but it's not easy might be simple, but it's not easy. It's simple because it's not, it's not complicated. It's not a riddle, right? It's not something that we have to sort of like figure out, right? But on the other hand, it's not easy because sometimes, at least 
at least from my perspective, it doesn't happen as, as easy as it reads. Right? Reading it is just, it's one thing. Oh yeah, okay, cool. It's just like, you can have it all, Lord. I mean, saying that with our lips is really easy. Right? But in, but, but making the connection from sort of our mind to our heart is not so easy sometimes. Right? Um, someone once said, um, Christians lie the most when they sing, right? And it's like, sometimes we are saying words during worship that perhaps we don't always believe or are having a challenging time to live, right? That's not to say we're bad. It's just to say there's some great worship songs out there, right? And there's some great words in those songs. And sometimes uh, we can sing them a lot easier than actually living them, right? Again, not bad us, just a reality that, sometimes takes place. So so sometimes it's not one of those things that it's easy to read it, but it's harder to actually live it and see it um, unfold in our lives. So in this passage, Jesus highlights three main words, right? He, he mentions ask, seek, and knock. And so I'm going to, I will break these down to us, but it's important for us to understand that Jesus wasn't trying to say um, the same thing three different ways. Okay, not the same thing three different ways, but that there are three main conditions when we look at this passage regarding prayer. It's, it's a combination of all three, if you will. Not him saying one thing three different ways. So sometimes you can simply get away with just the ask part, because I, I've seen that in people's lives, right? Where they just ask and it happens, right? But more than more more often than not, prayer is something um, where we have to work through all three sort of stages of this particular passage. This passage speaks to not giving up, right? It talks to persisting and embracing the process of asking, seeking, and knocking. I mean, humans generally want to take the path of least resistance. Right? We wanna, we wanna, we want what's easy. But if you want to gain anything in life, you know, and there's Kevin up there that does like, um, a lot of working out and different things like that, right? With CrossFit, it's like, if you wanna actually gain muscle and, and gain endurance and all of these sorts of things, you gotta work at it. It just doesn't happen. And in the same way, when it comes to prayer, we need to persist. We need to, to be asking and seeking and knocking. So, Embracing the process of asking, seeking, and knocking, knowing that in the journey, God will shape us to see life not from our perspective, but from his perspective. And I think that's so key, is that we would we would see what God is doing, not what we may want to see what God is doing. So there's this um, quote that many of you have probably heard, and I've, I'm sure I've said it before, where it says, um, heavenly... Some people are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good, right? And which is completely not true because we want to be heavenly minded. I, I recognize that we want to be able to sort of um, not weird people out, but we want to make sure that that we are connected with God so that when we're communicating and talking with them and doing life with people, they see something different about us. If we're all, if we're, so we need to be heavenly minded so that we can actually be really earthly good to those that we come into contact with. So we want his perspective on things. So the first, first um, thing that Jesus says is ask. 
So Jesus um, said, ask. And sometimes, as I said a few minutes ago, it just happens, right? It just happens for the, for the individual. We have some friends. Um, now, this is going back a number of years. They, um, they had a baby. And it seemed like within two weeks, maybe even quicker than that, their baby was sleeping right through the night. That didn't happen for Kyla and I. Not even close. Like, really, it's still not happening in some ways. And our kids are 12 and 10. But um, it just didn't happen for us. Their daughter fell, like, would just sleep right through the night. Ours were up probably two or three or four times in the night. And it was painful. And to be honest, it was one of those things where we just didn't like people like that. It was like... <laughs> Don't tell us about your kids sleeping through the night because that isn't our reality and we don't really like you anymore. Like it was just it severed the friendship. And uh, but, you know, sometimes there's people that just ask, right, when it comes to prayer and they get it. I don't really like them either. No, I do like them. And actually, we need to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. But you get my point. Sometimes people, it's just like they ask and it happens and it's like, how did that, how did you do that? Or how did, how did that happen in your life? But just sometimes that is a reality and that's okay. So sometimes we ask and it doesn't happen. And the reality is, is we don't want to stop there because sometimes that is what we do. We ask, it doesn't happen. And so we give up and we're like, okay, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. And we just move on. But really, I think God is wanting us to go deeper with him in this process. And so the, the kind of the next step is seek. But before we go there, there's a few questions that we have to ask ourselves. So the first one in regards to asking is that there's, there's always two sides to a coin, right? And so um, James 4, 2, and 3, it says this. James 4, 2, 2 and 3, yeah. You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motive. So one side of the coin is we just don't ask. I'm sure there's some in this room that have just thought, I'm just not even going to ask. And that, that happens in our lives. So depending on who you are, your upbringing, your culture, uh, various other things, this may be a reality for you where you just don't ask. Now, I'm not sure, like in my own life, I'm not sure why, but I have no problem in the natural asking people for things. It may not be socially acceptable. It may not be appropriate. I'm not sure. But I just, I've never really had a problem just asking people for whatever it might be. And Kyla would be able to to say, yeah, it's true. He's not lying this morning. And so, you know, maybe it's because I can be a bit of a mess, so so I guess um, I don't... Um, yeah, sometimes I can be a bit of a mess, and so I just figure, well, if I just ask, it'll just make more sense and it'll work out for me, right? So some, that sometimes happens. But for some, this can be really hard, this whole asking thing. Because it, it puts you in a position of vulnerability. For me, it's like, I'm not too bothered about being vulnerable. But for other people, that may be something that they're not keen on doing, being vulnerable. And so without saying it, you're saying when you're, when you're, um, yeah, when you're, when you're asking without 
saying, I, you're basically saying, I need something I can't do myself or get myself. And so this can be hard, right? When you, when you're being vulnerable, that can sometimes not be easy. And so when we bring this thinking into our, into our walk with God, in many ways we're saying, I got this on my own. Right? If you approach God and you decide not to ask about something that you possibly need, in some ways you're saying, I've got this. I've got this on my own. Right? See, our asking reminds us and tells God that he is our source and that we can't do this life without him. So we need to be asking him. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be real with him. And we need to recognize that we can't do this on our own. Another thing when it comes to this asking is some people may be thinking, well, I don't ask because it says this, Father, or your Father knows what you need before you ask him, right? There's that scripture right after the Lord's Prayer, where, or right before the Lord's Prayer. It talks about your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So what's the point in asking, right? Maybe that's the question that people say, and so I don't bother asking. He knows everything, so why would I ask, right? So you'd be correct in saying that, but I believe prayer is also God's personal invitation where we get to discover in greater depth who he is, right? Prayer time is not just about us being able to just make a whole bunch of requests to God, but it's a way for us to connect with our maker and begin to get to know him in a greater level. And so God can, God can do it on his own, but he's all about relationship, right? He's all about relationship. And prayer is one big way you will get to know him, get to know his heartbeat for you and your, and his heartbeat for others. It's like, that's your, your way to communicate with God is through prayer. Obviously, he communicates to us through his word, but also through prayer. The other side of the coin is wrong motive. So the first is we just don't ask. The other side of the coin when it comes to asking is wrong motive. And so when it says ask and it will be given, this doesn't refer to any particular thing. It's not just, I'm just going to ask for whatever and hopefully it works out, right? Ask and it will be given, um, or ask and, and God will give you what he deems best in our lives. And that's something that's really important for us when it comes to persisting in prayer, is making sure that our ask is in line with what God's doing in our lives. So asking also needs to be held in tension with, with Matthew 6.33, right? Where it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. If it's not held in tension with that, we can start going off on a path that we don't want to be going down. So, um, you know, for me, this whole seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy to, to keep my eyes completely focused on him. Sometimes I sort of um, don't do that very well. But that ultimately has to be our where we're, where we're, where we're at in our, in our walk with God is that we would seek first His kingdom, especially when it comes to asking. So I, I tend to generally say, God, I need to align myself with you today. You know, aligning ourselves with His kingdom highlights where we're off and shapes us into His image so we see from His perspective. So we need to be doing that daily, reading that scripture, God, where am I at with you? Am I seeking first your kingdom or am I 
on the wrong page here. And so in prayer, we need to always, we always need to check our hearts, our motive, and make sure it's in the right place with him. And, and again, me saying that sounds really, really easy. Sounds like, yeah, yeah, I got that, Julian. But I think when we begin to put that into practice, it can sometimes be a bit more challenging than we think. So the next one is seek. What I like about this word seek is that it's an, it's an action word. Right? It's not a passive word. It's an action word. It's a word that tells us that prayer is more than talking to God and hoping something happens. It's an action word. It's about actively going after his kingdom purposes. Right? So a while back, I lost, it might even been a year ago now, but I lost my visa. Now, recently I met with a couple of guys and he lost his entire wallet and he figured it out within about 10 minutes and he knew where he left it and he went back and it was kind of like a two minute walk, went back, it was gone and immediately he just canceled everything. And he was telling us like within 20 minutes, because he happened to be on a high street where all the banks, banking institutions were and different things like that, immediately uh, it was done and he was good. Me, on the other hand, when I lost my visa, I don't, I don't like to just go, okay, I'll just cancel it. I'm like, I'm going to find that thing. And so I began to trace my foot, my footsteps and just where did I go? And so for the next little while, I was, I went to Tesco and I, I think I went maybe to a few other places, obviously. I just can't think which ones they were. And, uh, I just started looking all over the place for it. And, um, cause I was convinced that I just misplaced it. It's gonna come up. How many of you have lost something? And when you stop looking for it, or even, and this doesn't work very well with my analogy, but, um, but when you stop looking for it, it just appeared somewhere else, or you canceled all your credit cards or something like that, and then you found them. Have you ever done that? Isn't it annoying? It's like, it's so frustrating when that happens. But, cause I, so I was convinced that I was gonna find it. And so, for this moment in time of looking for this visa, it completely consumed my mind, right? It was the only thing that I was thinking about. I was going all over the place convinced that I was going to find this. See, I believe this is to be a picture for us, a picture that God calls us all to. See, prayer is important. It's extremely important. We're going to be focusing on prayer uh, at the end of the the second last week of this month, we're going to be having a week of prayer. So the church sees prayer as very, very important. But I, you know, could it be a waste of time if praying is not where you will find your answer? Right? Maybe you've been praying about something, and I'm not saying you just disconnect from the Lord and go and do your own thing. But maybe, maybe when we're coming to, when, when it's persisting in prayer, right? And there's this element of seeking. It's like we've been praying about it and then we begin to just go about and try to see what God is saying. And it doesn't actually, you may not get the answer in your, say, prayer closet or in that secret place where you're just spending time with the Lord. You find it in seeking. You find it um, connected with God, but you're looking and checking things out. And you, and, and that's where you find your answer. Does that make sense? 
where you're actually not just taking time all by yourself and just in communion with God, but you begin to investigate a little bit. You begin to take steps out. You begin to test things. You begin to do these sorts of things that, that are, that are obviously, again, where you're connected with God, but you're not necessarily just, um, just speaking to Him as you would during prayer time. I really think that when we, when we take this step, this kind of action step, that's when we begin to find our answer or you find your groove or maybe you just find that sweet spot that God has for you. How many times have you been praying about something and then maybe you do step out and you begin to connect with different people in your community or within your church community and one person says something and another person says something else and next thing you know it's like, oh well I could do that and oh that makes sense and and you begin to go down this path where 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 you're not directly praying to the Lord but God's piecing things together because you were seeking after what it was that God put on your heart. And so we want to find our our sweet spot when it comes to to what God has for us. So I didn't end up finding my visa and so I ended up canceling it. Um I did I did end up just giving up. Um, which for me is like defeat. I, I don't like not finding something. It, it's, it's like defeat. Because, um, because, I, yeah, I just feel like, oh, I lost. And I don't like losing. So, um, that was a, an unfortunate part. But when it comes to God's kingdom, not finding what you're hoping for doesn't mean that you cancel your efforts, but it does mean that we begin to, uh, knock. And which is obviously my last point this morning. It's knock. And Jesus said, to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And I like how it says knocks. So when I um, go to somebody's home, but they're just not answering, I don't just walk away, but I, I keep knocking on their door or maybe ringing their doorbell or whatever it might be. If you come to our house, the doorbell doesn't work. So we're not ignoring you. It just doesn't work, Right. So I would keep on knocking, right? Because, because I'm going to be persistent. Because on the other side of that door is somebody that I need to either talk to or has something that I want. So I'm going to keep knocking on that door. It could be, you know, maybe, um, you know, people that come around that are wanting to try and sell you something. They're probably going to be persistent, right? They're going to keep knocking on the door, um, hoping that you're going to come and answer because they want to talk to you. And so you, so, um, it talks about knocking, not just knock and, oh, okay, I guess it wasn't meant to be, but to continue to knock. And in Isaiah, um, there's an interesting verse that says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. And I just think when we're knocking, and sometimes it feels like nobody's home, it's like he hasn't forgotten about us. And we're just to keep on knocking because he does um, have a plan for our lives and he hasn't forgotten. And this, this verse is very similar to the, the latter part of the text that we read um, right at the beginning, where it says, which of you would ask, which of you as a son would ask for uh, bread and you'd get a stone? Right? Or you ask for a fish and you get a snake. But he says, if we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will our Father in heaven give? 
It's like it's his desire to to pour out gifts. It's, it's, his, it's his desire to answer our prayers. That's his desire for, um, for our lives. I love that. I will not forget you, and our Father gives good gifts. And I think in light of these truths, I'm convinced that though humanly speaking, we would all desire quick results, because I think all of us want that to take place, it's actually the journey of persistence that we are shaped and discover immense blessing and reward. When we go deeper in our walk with the Lord, we grow richer in our faith. And that's what we ultimately want. Yes, we want to see God answer prayers. But I think more importantly, it's becoming more like his son that we want to see in our lives. And I just want to end with this story. Um, it's a story that I recently heard, and it's about uh, a place in Nevada in the States, and it's called Round Mountain. And apparently it's like in the middle of nowhere. And it's, it's a gold mine. And the way I understand it, it's either the richest or one of the richest gold mines in America. So it's a pretty big deal. And um, about seven or eight years ago, they were digging and they hit this, um, the largest gold vein that they have ever hit in the entire history of the mine. So it was a big deal. And, um, and so following this, this, this vein, they came across this tunnel, um, that was tunneled from some miners. Obviously they figured this out over time, tunneled from some miners from over a hundred years ago that were mining in that area. And, uh, and so this tunnel was a mile and a half long, and it was apparently about 75 feet away from this, the largest gold vein that was ever, that this particular mine had ever discovered. So they were 75 feet away from obviously becoming like really, really rich, right? And, and so they tunneled a mile and a half. They were 75 feet away. They, 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 they went a mile and a half, 75 feet away, and then they quit. Now, obviously, these guys didn't know that they were 75 feet away. I mean, it's always easy for us to go, man, why didn't they just keep going, right? I mean, I mean, it would have been a little more challenging back then as well, like pickaxe and buckets and whatever it might be. But, they obviously got to a certain point and they were just like, ah, oh, we don't have it left in us. And they just, they just quit. And I just believe in our journey with God that we don't know how close we are to that something in our lives. Right? And I believe when it comes to persisting in prayer, that's where, where, where we want to keep going. We want to keep asking. We want to keep seeking and we want to keep knocking because we don't know how close we are to what it is that God wants to maybe um, do in and through our lives. And so this morning as we, as we close, and, and um, I know the youth are upstairs this morning, so we're not going to end with any music or anything like that, but I want us just to be thinking, are there areas in my life where I've just, specifically in my prayer life, where I have perhaps just given up? Something that I was believing for, but it just didn't seem to be happening 
So I think I'm done. I want to encourage you this morning that you could be 75 feet away, so to speak, from that breakthrough that you're looking for in your life, for that gift to begin to happen, to happen in your life, for that, that, that request that you've been asking the Lord for to happen in our lives. And as a church, I think we, we want to be in the, uh, a church that is, that is, you know, just continuing to do things in our community. And so we want to be praying that, that there would be breakthrough in, in different areas in our community so that we can, so that we can be salt and light in people's, in people's lives. But we need to persist. We need to keep asking. We need to keep seeking. We need to keep knocking and, and, and trusting that God's going to do what he wants to do. So let's stand this morning. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.